0: Epic Turn is a podcast about the hobby gaming industry, what we love or hate about, how it's evolving and changing, and other things that as gamers we're passionate about. Your hosts are Brian McLemore, that's me, and Tim Aldridge. Welcome as we take our next Epic Turn.
1: Well, it's Halloween night.
0: Yep, we are recording this on Halloween.
1: We are full of candy.
0: Too much candy.
1: Too much. Um, Not enough sleep. Not enough sleep because of the candy. Because, um, you know, we had to eat all the, you know, candy the night before like idiots.
0: Um, and
1: sure. Uh, we'll go with yeah. that. Oh, let's go. Oh, well, at least I did that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I will tell you, buying a bag of candy, thinking you're going to have trick or treaters in an apartment complex is hilarious.
0: Hopefully it was a small bag. It, no. <laughs> so, really, you just bought yourself a bag of candy. Yep. What's <clears throat> it tasting? Anyway. Tasty? Anyway. It was
1: very tasty. I had dots and I love dots.
0: So. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> anyway, so with
0: Halloween. Well, before we get onto the main topic, do we want to start well, with the follow-up, uh, right?
1: But I was gonna get the theme started, Brian.
0: Well, we can we can play Monster Bash later. Alright, cool. Okay. Well yes, uh Q Monster I, Bash. You mean Monster Mash? Whatever.
1: My surprise. He did the, mash. He did the
0: Monster Mash. The monster
1: mash. <laughs> Well, I think I have some follow-up, but I think you have some more. I think we got some actual feedback through our, uh, through our site. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah.
0: no, we did. Um, we had a – two episodes ago, we did a, a whole episode about large group games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't do the feedback last time because we had such a great special guest with Todd. Um, but we had the – episode before, like I said, was all about big group party games. And we actually had a little bit of feedback from one of our listeners um, – I am gonna completely butcher his last name though if I try to say it. So I'm just gonna call him Mo. Good luck. Mo T. <laughs> <laughs> Seems good. Seems good. Maybe we need to add a thing for phonetics pronunciations into the feedback form.
1: Probably. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean I'm I'm really excited about this because where where Mo is from kinda just blew me out of the water.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Mo so, um anyway, Mo runs an event in Canada. Uh, the Windsor Gaming Resource, right? hmm And he says um his favorite large group game is Telestrations. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I did a little bit of reading on Telestrations um when he sent it in because I, I had not played it. You have never played Telestrations? No. Oh wow. Okay. Have you played Telestrations?
1: Nope. But that's why I wanted to act like it was a surprise. Ah, uh, <laughs> <okay. No, laughs> so, so please <laughs> tell me about Telestrations.
0: No, so it it's it's kind of a uh, you, you, you it's from what I read, you go back and forth and you have to do sometimes where you're telling the person what to draw and sometime when you're trying to guess what the person drew. And so you're playing telephone, but you're, you're alternating drawing it. Oh, OK, so by the time it loops back around, it's like, what did this turn into?
1: Oh, OK. So drawing telephone game.
0: Yeah, which awesome. I could see that being pretty hilarious, especially with the uh, quote unquote creative minds in some groups
1: yes that would be kind of hilarious
0: yes yeah
1: i don't even imagine what the drawings would end up in our group because eventually someone's just gonna you know
0: yeah roll 34 you know (laughs) Uh,
1: so is that the only game you recommended
0: uh let's see so he said uh telestrations specifically the family version that plays 12
1: okay um
0: and another recommendation is saboteur
1: oh saboteur is really good it's another one of those uh traitor games
0: yeah it, sound, it sounded similar in some ways to um resistance yes yep my brain is not working tonight
1: that's all right but no I, I i agree that that did make the list um i thought about it but with resistance on the list i figured saboteur did need to be mentioned but mm-hmm. it is a great party game as well
0: yeah yeah no and so uh big thanks to mo t um yeah uh for giving uh for giving the feedback um and if anyone else has any more, you know, uh, large group games they'd like to recommend, and the, you know, please hit us up on the feedback form. It's, uh, it's at uh, com slash feedback. And, you know, we'll be happy to, uh, you know, give a shout out to you and to your recommendations on a future episode.
1: Or, you know, if you just want to drop a slide to tell you how cool we are, we'll take that too.
0: Yeah, but we try, we ask people not to lie to us.
1: I know. I was then going to try to play a cricket sound, but never mind.
0: Uh, yeah, we need a soundboard <laughs> if we're going to try shit like that. Yeah,
1: I know, right? So I have another piece of follow up. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, my good sir, because I think this one, as we both you know read today, is probably something really cool that we're getting an opportunity to do.
0: So you're talking about the, um, the, yeah. the stuff that the sneak peek, the sneak peek. All right, yeah. okay. Yeah, I can't, I, I'm going to mess up his name. Because I, I used to have a friend who had a name spelled the same way, but they pronounced it different. Yeah, it's actually Mark Plemons. Plemons. Okay, yeah. So my friend, his first name was Pleeman. Oh, okay. And apparently at some point there was someone with that name as their last name in the family tree and they got transferred over to a first name because that person had only daughters. But yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so Mark Mark Plemons.
1: So Mark Plemons sent us an email. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to be starting a, it's his Kickstarter for his new game is going to go live uh, this Saturday. yeah Which, by the way, if you're listening to the episode, you're probably listening to it this Saturday or Sunday,
0: or yeah, or later. Or so later, by the time but- <laughs> this, by the time this episode airs, uh, his Kickstarter kick- should be live.
1: Now, just to give some background on Mark, uh, he's been a writer, an editor, an art director, a project manager a graphic designer for some really big games such as Hackmaster, aces and eights, a uh, bunch of stuff of uh, kingdoms of calamar, uh, you know, as a and D setting mm-hmm. uh, and multiple, multiple things of nights at the dinner table.
0: Yeah. And he's been doing this for, I think he said 12 plus years.
1: Roughly. Yeah. yeah. Roughly 12 plus years. So he's putting together a new RPG and the selling point for me and Brian go with me on it. Mm-mm. knights in shining armani
0: <laughs> okay that didn't make me laugh
1: <laughs> that's that awesome so without further ado the rpg is called Caporia,
0: right which is a, a it, in my, it's a nice play on words agreed um you know he, it starts with corp and the whole thing is set in uh, corporate infrastructure Mm-hmm. Where uh, King Arthur and uh, well, actually, I don't know if you mentioned King Arthur, but all the knights and Merlin and all that come back in a modern day setting, where um, Lancelot is the CEO of a megacorp. corp,
1: and you are basically filling the roles of you know you're playing this group of uh, it's adventurers really, but you know you're playing this uh, this black op kind of group from what it seems, mm-hmm. and you're fighting against the shadow forces that are trying to come back and corrupt the world.
0: Yep. And, you know, and, it's a, uh, it has a very uh, kind of shadow esque thing where the, the ether is, is leaking into reality and giving people magic powers or mutations,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, which or, is, is pretty or, cool.
1: Or just bringing back a ton of dead stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. And, and you know, you have a lot of people that are reincarnated. Like um, it's not Lancelot isn't the same Lancelot. It's a reincarnation of Lancelot. That's uh, running this mega corp.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, a noon a noon if I remember correctly my Arthenian lore is a little rusty today mm-hmm. uh, but she's in there Merlin's a big supercomputer AI thingy which is awesome yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah and that was another thing they said yeah you know, uh, the the, uh, the the flux is get is, uh, causing machines to become sentient yes which I guess Merlin's the the big one in that
1: yeah he's the like I say he's the big supercomputer so I mean, it looks really interesting. Um, the pledges are, you know, standard. I would say, you know, you have fifteen dollars for the PDF, fifty for the signed and numbered hardcover, and then you get into the the really big tiers: the one hundred fifties, two fifties, five hundreds, and you can go all the way to I think the maximum is like two thousand five hundred, which is where you get to, I guess, be you get to actually do uh, some design work on it. So. That's no, awesome. no, no, no!
0: It's where oh. he will do design work for you.
1: Ooh, man, so, that's even
0: better! Yeah, it, the 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 big reward there is twenty hours of him to, as being a consultant, edit, editor, graphic design for your own project.
1: Oh, sweet! That's even better. Mm-hmm. That, I say that's probably worth twenty five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, 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 I mean, if you have a project and you want that, you want a, a pros take on it.
1: You know, mm-hmm. that's not
0: a bad way of doing it. Uh, i agree um so it's called oh sorry yeah i was also gonna say there is a there's a reward tier you missed there that was 25 dollars, and that just gives you like a you know some extra stuff and if you and i think the uh but i sure. I, I do think the 50 dollar one is the first one you actually get a hardcover isn't it
1: it is everything else is pdfs play tests things like that I mean, expansions pers- yeah personally i'm probably gonna go for 50
0: yeah i mean that looks pretty cool yeah uh, yeah, the book. The, he has some artwork already commissioned for it. The graphics he have, I think, are really cool. I, I like the style. You have guys in business suits swinging swords at each other.
1: Again, nice and shining Armani. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the book's going to be two hundred eight pages. Yeah. So I mean, that's non non insubstantial. But uh, the, it's, yeah,
1: you know, it's full color, mm-hmm. which you know, there's not a lot of uh, a lot of the Kickstars that can do that. So yeah. that's also really neat.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this is uh, after all the experience he has, he said this is his first kind of solo project. So, you know, uh, definitely taking the whole indie route to heart. And uh, I really appreciate that from a, a guy that could probably just go find a day job.
1: Yeah, I mean, I and the other thing that caught me is that it's it's two years of his work, mm-hmm. which anytime you're going to spend two years plus whatever you did for a day job creating a new system. That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's worth noting, too, he says 95 percent of it's already written.
1: Oh, so yeah, that's awesome. So there's,
0: there's not, it, it, you know, assuming that's true, right. Which we don't have any reason to doubt them. Um, right. You know, that means that most of the risk is taken care of. We don't, you aren't going to have to wait forever for this to show up at your door uh, to bring to write the, the rest of it.
1: Well, hold on. There's also, there's also a little uh, asterisk here, if you will, hmm. or something else to help, you know, fuel that bidding. Is not only is he ninety five percent done, but he's also going to go to a printer he's been using for a while. He's going to go with um, you know a very reliable printer that he's had he's used in the past or has been a part of a product that's used in the past. So he's already got something lined up already to print the actual copies. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean you know we've we've had many discussions about Kickstarter not being storefronts and that. Uh, I think this one's a pretty good surefire bet. Yeah, you know, just just personally, just saying
0: yeah no i mean and as far as schedule he looks like he's shooting for um you know first quarter second quarter of next year
1: yeah that's that's hardly that's hardly any weight mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm still i'm still waiting on stuff from like you know a year and a half ago
0: yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> you and as you will yep and yep. you will be impatiently impatient
1: no not really it's uh,
0: patiently impatient
1: yeah let's go with that one okay
0: okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway mark Thank you for sharing this with us. Get a chance to do a press release for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it's up to your liking. Um, and everybody else, go check out Corporea. It'll Be in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Well, um, uh, hopefully by the time we get ready to publish this, I will have a final link. Yep. Yeah. Because so far we only have the preview link. But um, big thanks to Mark. And uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited by the project. It looks really cool.
1: Same here. So that's, that's Epic Turn saying back this project because we're going to. Yep.
0: Yeah. If, if I could, I would have already done it. Yeah, same here. Mm.
1: Uh, well, but basically, we're all trying to give subliminal. Me- anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> it's the epic
0: turn stamp of
1: approval that no one listens to.
0: <laughs> no, we we have four and a half listeners. It's okay.
1: Yes, maybe five now.
0: Five and a half. Yes. Okay.
1: No, no six. I want to six go and six. a half. I feel better with six. Six and a half. All right, six and a half. Anyway. Anyway. No. So, so
0: um, any other follow up you have?
1: Ooh um no not this week uh i have some things in the works
0: that Mm
1: -hmm. uh, i'm hoping and i will kind of give hints to when we after we publish this episode so stay tuned follow us on twitter and facebook because i'll be kind of hinting at what our next episode is going to be
0: we have a twitter
1: we have a twitter where can
0: people find our twitter at epic turn Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. is isn't it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, about the time this episode airs, there's another, um, there's another project that personally I'm excited about. Okay, and it's on Kickstarter, and it's a 2014 calendar that uses hobby games as the you know phot- photographs.
1: Oh yeah, I remember you linking that to me.
0: Yeah, um, it ends in four days. Like I said, so that like by the time this episode airs, you know there'll be a day or two left, and um, it's Tuesday. So uh, I'm gonna there also be a link in the show notes to it. I encourage people to go back. It he's so close; he needs like three hundred bucks.
1: Oh wow, that's it, really close. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's yeah, you know, he's at, uh, all, uh, just shy of twelve hundred out of a fifteen hundred dollar goal to as of today. I'm hoping the last few days will push them over. Personally, I th- I would much r- rather have that on my wall than like fields of grass.
1: I concur. I think I will. I'm actually hitting the remind me button just in case. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to back while we're on the show, but <laughs> I am going to back this. I just have to remember to well, back it. <laughs> if you
0: hit the remind <laughs> me button, they will remind you. They're good at that.
1: Yes, they are. <laughs> um,
0: I do have one other project that I've currently been uh, currently have on the reminding Mm-hmm. And that's the new one from Flying Frog.
1: Oh yeah, I have that one too. I was waiting to bring that up later, but
0: well, um, you know it's twenty four days left. So um, <laughs> that's they, 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 they why ble- I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: they
0: blew the uh, they, they they blew the crap out of their goal.
1: Oh yeah, um, I, I would expect it to. It's Flying Frog.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> everyone knows who Flying Frog is, and if they are you know into these big complex board games at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Fortune
1: and glory. Mm, excuse me. It's a great game. <laughs> great game.
0: Uh, five hundred and forty grand out of thirty grand total.
1: Oh wow. So <laughs> yeah, they've they've really blown out of the water. Yeah,
0: they're they're approaching twenty X, uh their funding goal. So and they still have twenty four days left. But this is Shadows and Brimstone, which looks like an old West Kufu esque thing.
1: All right, hold on I'm backing. No. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: sorry, I said not, the I said your magic work, Cthulhu. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I'll make sure I have that on my reminder as well. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: (laughs) definitely another one to watch, I think. And, uh, I'll make sure all three of those are linked in the, uh, in the show notes, uh, for our listeners. We Um, love you, listeners.
1: We do. Oh, then if, if we're going to bring up stuff we're watching and it's really far out.
0: (laughs) 24 days isn't really far out.
1: (laughs) I'm actually looking at, uh, uh, the new, it's a, it's not new. Sorry. Um, it's called the strange, which is using uh, Monty Cook's uh, Numenera system mm-hmm. to make an RPG that is about kind of space exploration, hopping alternate dimensions. Uh, it looks really neat. I uh, was sitting down and playing, not playing, but reading a lot about the Numenera system. I'm really looking forward to it. So I'll be also putting the notes. I want to I want to read up a little bit more on it. Um, it kind of just, I kind of caught it today and didn't get to finish reading it, but I am extremely interested about the whole you know alternate universe jumping hmm. anything that's alternate dimension sci-fi i think that's i i don't see many fantasy or at least you know not stuff that is interested me immediately settings like that that has you know really captured me and i see it a, in a ton in terms of local game shops and bookstores and that so it, it's something for me it's something to watch out for so uh,
0: yeah. and they've also uh, they're a little over 3x their goal, so we know that's yeah. going to happen
1: it's going to happen. So, But check it out. It's going to be on there. It's also going to be published by Monty Cook Games. And if Numenera is any indication of the quality it's going to be, it means it's going to be a superb book just in terms of fluff and, of course, using the Numenera system, mm-hmm. or which is called the Cypher system. But it's amazing. Anyway. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> <clears throat>
1: <laughs> so <laughs> any more follow-up, Brian, before we start the main topic?
0: No, but I do want to say that I think our main topic is very um, apropos for the day we're recording.
1: Exactly. That is why I chose this topic. So, Brian, if only we could dim the lights, put a fog machine out, this would be even better. But
0: hey, speak for yourself, <laughs> man. I'm in a dark room full of fog. What?
1: Don't worry about that. Keep going. Okay. Anyway, if you're summoning Cthulhu, I swear I'm driving over there right now. Cthulhu! Yay! Anyway, so the main topic for this week is going to be basically superstitions that a lot of gamers follow, be it dice, cards, board, food, whatever. I want to discuss that that part of us who you know, I, you know, reading tons and tons of different superstitions that people have about gaming. Everybody rationalizes these superstitions, and yet everybody acknowledges that they truly don't help you, but you do them anyway so i figured i'd talk about a couple of them we can kind of you know even ourselves like you know talk about our own superstitions that we do when we play games mm-hmm. i know i have a couple i'm i i'm sure you do brian in some mm-hmm. form or fashion
0: mm-hmm. nah. yeah nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so like and said, it's very interesting because you know the, we we did some searching for some lists, and we also did some queries out there to our friends uh, that play and listeners and listeners. If yeah, um, but the the interesting thing to me was how when we got the list together, just about all of them had to do with dice.
1: Oh, because you know, it's it's all about what you do to your dice. It means you're going to get twenties all the time. <laughs>
0: You oh, just wow. gotta believe, man. Yeah, you just yeah. gotta You're believe. It's like, it's low, like hard like of the 21. cards. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like heart of the cards, man. You just gotta believe.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think the, <laughs> the the simplistic example here, right, of mm-hmm. somebody trying to jinx their dice, uh, right, and so that they're they're gonna be able to you know, do what they want them to do, is when you have somebody who starts off with a pool of dice and they roll mm-hmm. them all until and and they group them. <laughs> yes, and they I've say. Seen that one. And they say these dice are when I need low numbers, and these dice are when I need high numbers.
1: I've seen that. It, it's. It, I mean, I've done that myself. Like, if I'm if I have like four twenties, I've done it to where I've like rolled them a couple times. I'm like, okay, you're gonna roll high all day. You're <laughs> gonna roll low all day. So I don't want to use any of your low ones. But here's the thing: the second you betray me, I'm taking the other ones out of the out of the bullpen. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
0: The dice always betray you. They never betray me. <laughs> That's what the microwave is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's kind of interesting that people do this and, and, and most of these probably boil down into some sort of variant off of that type of myth where you're trying to uh, really um, you know, f- predict what the dice are going to be doing. Right. Right. Um. And I think the inverse of that is the ones we found where you, you're punishing the dice. Uh-huh. if um, if if they don't I love, if they don't agree to you,
1: I love the punishment of dice. It's funny. Uh, I used to have a group of friends who, when we were playing D anD D, if if you if the dice didn't roll what you wanted. They either got
0: thrown across the room because they're bad dice. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen that one too, you know, where it's like, I'm just going to throw this one, you know, not, maybe not away, but I'm going to throw it away from me for now. Right. Or
1: back in the bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a friend who would literally get up from the table as we were playing and go throw however many dice screwed up into the freezer.
0: Why into the freezer?
1: I have no idea. I would ask and he's like, you don't worry about it you don't worry about it. You don't worry about your dice. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm just going to continue storytelling. Um, but I will tell you this is every time you pulled the dice back out, mm-hmm. they continue to roll like crap. So they went right back in.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I actually have those scenes. Some of these scenarios where the punishment mechanic has the appearance of working, um, Yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen a freezer, but I have seen people who would take a bad die and Mm yeah, one that's been really just messing with them, Mm -hmm. and they get a hammer, and they they'd put all the other dice out on the table, and they get the (laughs) hammer and crush the bad dice right there in front of them. Oh wow! And (laughs) and the other dice would start behaving.
1: Of course, of course, they don't want they don't want to get hit by the hammer.
0: Right? Yeah, made an example out of it. Um, Exactly. some, but what made me laugh is for that one particular person. More often than not, there there's was the apparent effect that this actually made a difference. Oh wow! Um, you know the the scientist in me says that shouldn't that that's not possible, right?
1: Right, right. That's what I was trying to get at. We 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 rationalize that this should not be what happens, but we no. It's like we know it should not happen. However, we rationalize that we need to keep doing this because yeah. it
0: works. Empirically, <laughs> we know it's a bad thing and it's not going to matter, right? But <laughs> but emotionally, we're invested in trying to figure out some way to control our fate. Now, uh, we we both have one guy that we play with who um, you know claims up and down that given a little bit of practice he could he can predict the roll with a with a certain die and yeah, he's, ma- he's mainly talking about d6s mm-hmm. um you know and being able to you know like you give him two d6s being able to consistently roll a you know a seven or whatever uh mm-hmm. so yeah it's more of a craps thing i guess than a d thing but um yeah, I've seen a lot of you know the the overlap there with superstitions and casinos are is is outstanding.
1: Oh, very much so. I was actually going to since you brought up craps, I was actually going to segue and say, I, at one time I was playing at Bally's mm-hmm. at the craps table, and I was next to this guy who was on this huge, huge. He was he was he was on fire. Like he was he had a streak going that was amazing. I walked off that table with a good amount of money. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. and the dice come back to him and he's been rolling hot the whole time and so finally i'd be like okay dude how do you do it like what's your what's your thing what's your stick he's like we'll see every time i turn everything to sixes and then to ones and then back to sixes and then i throw them I'm <laughs> like why do you do that he goes because i'm telling the dice that we're going good and then see we're gonna go bad for it second, like we're gonna go back to good and we're gonna throw them. we're gonna get nothing but good results i'm like and it, and it just keeps working, and I was like, "You just made me two hundred dollars."
0: For me, the the superstitious uh, craps thing I have going for me when I'm I'm playing in a casino is I can roll, and I've rolled for incredibly long stretches. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody around the table is making tons of money except me because I put out the bare minimum bet, and right. as soon as I put a second bet out, I, I roll. That's it. I, yeah, it's it. I lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's happened to me multiple times uh, and i w- normally i make more money off the tips from the other players than i make from any winnings i can get oh that is sad <laughs> i'm doing it for the good of the people
1: <laughs> now remember if you guys have gambling problems make sure you go get help we're just gonna go ahead and put that out there <laughs> now back back onto back onto you know other gaming situations <laughs> So I, I kind of wanted to talk about some of these because I find some of them absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the first one is naming the dice. OK. Now, I have seen so many people say, you know, this is the this is the lucky green die. This is the lucky blue die. This is the lucky sparkly die. This is the lucky critical die. This is the lucky vorpal die. Mm-hmm. But I have yet to see
0: the actual naming of a die. So I've never named a die Sally or something like that.
1: Right. That's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. That's at that level. Yeah.
0: But I did have a set of dice that I called my soul stealers and they were these black dice with gold flecks in them. And, um, generally speaking, they rolled really well for me. Okay. Um, and, and I wasn't actually the one who gave them the nickname. Uh, oh, no. it, it was, it was one of my, it was one of the other guys in the group mm-hmm. and it was, um, yeah, it, it was partially, I think, because of how they how they had a tendency to roll. Like in combat, they were always going to roll high, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that that was that was the closest I ever came to having a named dice.
1: The closest uh, I I have that same kind of story. I had. Uh, do you remember the? You could buy them. They were they were the small dice that came in the leather pouches, and they were made of like uh, hematite, bone, things yeah. like that. Yeah, I've
0: seen I've seen multiple vendors with stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I had bone dice. And it was a gift from a friend. Mm-hmm. And after I got them, I only rolled them when I was about to kill a player. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> time I'd roll them. And so they were, they were like, you already had Soul Stealer. I had Death Dice. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, again, I didn't nickname them. Someone else did. Yeah. And you just sit there and you're like, and then after a while I started believing. It, it was like, it's like, well, this is the role that will determine if I'm going to kill the character. Rolled this tiny bone d twenty. <laughs> oh, you're dead. Sorry. Um,
0: my old GM back when uh, in Mobile where I grew up, he had a, a a set of oversized oversized dice. Right. You know, like um, you, you know how I have those like purple piazza ones.
1: Oh, those giant ones! Like the the ones that, like, when you roll on the table, it sounds like a brick hitting it.
0: Yeah, but his were even bigger than the purple piazza ones I have. Oh
1: wow! Okay. So, um,
0: and he had a whole set, right? Like all Mm -hmm. the different dice of them. Okay. And so you know, the D twenty was probably two inches across. Right. And um, they were the dice of doom. He was the GM, and when he when his other dice were rolling. Badly for him, and you know we were just running all over him as a party. Mm-hmm. He would pull those out. Oh no! And get angry. Okay. And every time, I, I well, maybe not every time, but more often than not, when he pulled those dice out, somebody is either bleeding out or dead. Oh no! Yeah. So you, so you ran. Yeah. <laughs> He's pulling out the big dice now. And, and, and I think it was a little bit more imposing because you had this giant dice, or, you know, that were sitting there in the middle of the in the middle of the table rolling. And, you know, uh, it, it was this thing. It's like, oh, crap. Sure enough, there was another crit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, oh Yeah. yeah the that, D20 loved to crit. Uh,
1: that, that would that would that would just I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. I know. Like my character runs away. He never comes back. I'm not going anywhere near where you're, when you're using
0: those dice. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely possible. Um, and again, he didn't name the dice. The group did. Mm-hmm. um and it was the group who lived up the superstition of them more than him he he just he played into it by only pulling them out when he got angry oh wow or, or during like epic fights
1: okay well, all right fair
0: enough <laughs> oh man yeah okay so this next one here that we said yep. because I, you know i, don't, I like I said i've never named a, di- a dice sally but i think i'm going to now
1: oh yeah he's like Saturday, here's something you're going to have Bob. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bob? This is Bob one and Bob two. They're my purple D my purple paisos.
1: <laughs> That's going to be messed up. I can't wait. I mean, anyway. I just have
0: Bob and Dole. There we go. Oh, oh. yeah. Sorry. Uh, shout out to one of my old friends. If he, if he ever hears this anyway. Um, okay. So carrying said dice in some sort of special container, like if it, there's rose quartz inside of it or made out of a certain material, I've even seen people use this mentality with crown bags.
1: Oh, yes. The famous first dice bag.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and what's interesting is, you know, the people associate when they got that bag normally when it's something like a crown bag. And it sticks in their mind and it has some sort of special meaning to them. Um, I had a friend who carried around a, a crown bag for years and years and years, and he would refuse to get rid of it. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anybody try to store them in some sort of sanctified or blessed pouch, though.
1: I have. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen someone take a leather dice bag, take it to a rent fair to be blessed. Mm -hmm. And that was the signal that those dice will never roll crappy. Sure. I have yet that same that same person. I have yet to ever see roll a one in a D20 system.
0: Hmm.
1: never rolled a one ever the whole
0: time i played with them <laughs> I i'm not I kidding how many they. dice he hit with a hammer to get there <laughs> <I don't
1: know. laughs> or how many got microwave free. i don't know all i know is that if they went into the, if they went into the pouch that was blessed mm-hmm. they never rolled ones hmm. no just the d20 though i mean like you know if you rolled a d6 it sometimes came one but their d20s never rolled ones sure you didn't
0: just like put another one next to the one <laughs> nope I'm, I'm dead serious it never <laughs> rolled a one i could see doing that like scratching a one next to the one to make it another 11
1: <laughs> i have two 11s
0: <laughs> no one two 11s
1: i never fumbled
0: yes <laughs>
1: um but yeah i have seen it i've seen I it. i come
0: close i have twos <laughs> I, I drew another oh, two in. Yeah.
1: i drew oh, another maneuver. two
0: next to the two and now i have it now i roll 22 <laughs>
1: and then a 33 how is this possible
0: mm-hmm. yeah don't ask
1: uh, now this one the next one i've I seen time and time again now sometimes i consider this more of a courtesy than anything else but mm-hmm. rolling on one special kind of material i had like i've had i've gamed at tables where mm-hmm. everybody had to use the dice train if no one used the dice tray your roll never counted
0: hmm. no that, now, that's just really a house rule
1: a, right, right it's not really a superstition but um I'm sorry, I wanted to segue and say it's, you know, if you do something like that's really courteous and all that jazz. But I have I have seen someone only roll on their note, their composition book from high school. I have seen that one.
0: <laughs> By the way, playing at cons, you mm-hmm. see a whole bunch of these. It's awesome. Oh, I'm sure uh, I, I, I I I actually have not seen this, but I could see somebody saying something like, you know, uh, you know, well, I take the used pizza box after we get done eating and that's my dice bag or my dice tray when I, where I do all my rolling.
1: Uh, I don't think I'd do that. That's too greasy for me.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, but you could see somebody doing it.
1: I could, but maybe yeah. not the inside, but maybe the, like
0: the top. <laughs> maybe or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe uh, the top, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, I could see people doing stuff like that. Um, I could see you kind of combining this with the one before it and getting like a, a, a you know, a slab of, you know, some sort of rock or granite or whatever. And, you know only rolling on that that would be really heavy to carry around though
1: yeah but if it works i mean that's all that mm-hmm. matters if it doesn't roll once i don't care <laughs> I, I encourage
0: somebody to send us in a story about how they only roll on their ouija board
1: oh that'd be epic <laughs> so we play call of cthulhu every weekend yes and we only roll on the ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> that oh move. wouldn't Oh my god that'd be so
0: awesome <laughs> I want to do this now. I really do. You're going to show up with the Ouija board. It's like, we're not playing call of Cthulhu, Tim. I don't care. I
1: don't care. We're a Ouija board. Oh, that's amazing. And guys, trust me, side note, we're not making fun of anything in this episode. We're not making fun of any of your superstitions. This no, is no, honest, no, we're,
0: talking we're, about them. You know, we've, I think we've both been guilty of many of these and other oh. superstitions. Um, oh, wait till we get to the card section.
1: <laughs> we both, we've, all,
0: we've both played a lot of magic. Um, Let's see. Okay, Ooh. now I've I've seen this one a lot and it, it, the next one a lot, right? Where you're talking about yep. resting a dice on a specific number when you're not rolling it. Yep. Sometimes Excellent. I've seen people do 20. Sometimes I've seen people do one. Our other random numbers? It's like 13 is my lucky number, so the 20s are always on 13.
1: Yep. Actually, I'm gonna read a one of the one of one of my friends and uh, actually one of my brothers wrote me this when I asked mm-hmm. for people to tell me about some of their superstitions and I want to read it because I think it's awesome it's from, my, it's from my brother Scott he arranges all his dice in sequential size, or, sequential size order mm-hmm. large to small, left to right highest number showing on all of them okay. and in case he has to lay out multiple sets he places them in the order that they, they were bought
0: wow I, and, I, there's no way I could even remember that Scott remembers all. <laughs> see, brother Scott, I
1: know you remember all. In that one time, in that one place, you can't see him, but I'm looking at you.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's, I'm getting a little uncomfortable. Time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a very interesting thing. I've done it too, where I've uh, unloaded my dice bag and sit there and arranged everything in groups, and then rotate everything to being on the on a high or a low or whatever. And I, you know, I guess the whole thing is, is like, if it's used to sitting on this side, it'll come up on this side. I have
1: done that. Yeah. Again, take a look at the guy at the craps table. Mm When sixes, won sixes before he rolled every time. Yeah. He always made sure it was on the six before he rolled. Mm hmm it's it I, like I said I've done it we've all done it I Man. think it, I think it works I mean like if I'm going to roll damage I always have my damage dice always set to max
0: yeah well I, you know again craps table you see a ton of that stuff where people will say always on 12 or always yep. put on seven before you roll that way it won't land there again it's always seems to be some variation of I'm going to put it on this number either to give me luck or to make it roll on that again or to make sure it doesn't roll on that again to keep away the, the bad luck Okay. Yeah, so you know, um, it, it's it's a really just cr- crazy phenomenon. I've done it, you've done it.
1: I think anyone <laughs> who's played any kind of
0: dice-based game, we've done it. Uh, yes, I
1: think we have. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and again, I think it's worth being worth mentioning that it seems like a lot of times these work for some people. Some, um,
1: I don't know what you're talking about. They work for me most of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And when they don't, I punish them. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> which uh, gets us to the next one, which we've already mentioned some about, which is microwaving dice. Um,
1: you I, have to make sure the other dice watch. Yeah. Um, no, I'm. I'm speaking from personal experience. If the other dice aren't watching, they don't care because.
0: Yeah, th- this is the whole hammer thing again, right? mm
1: mm-hmm. Exactly. Or the freezer, same thing. Yeah,
0: freezer. Yeah, it, it, this whole thing reminds me of something completely not gaming related. You know, I, I had a friend out in San Francisco when I lived out there, and he worked in a, a data center with a bunch of computers. Okay. And he had this giant box full of old hard drives. hmm And every time he would, uh, every time he would, you know, use a hard drive. He, he would. Uh, he, it seems like they would keep breaking, like right as he plugged them in. <laughs> okay. So eventually, he took one of the broken ones and uh-huh. a hammer and a nail, nailed it to the wall, <laughs> right there in front of the in front of all the rest of the hard drives. And, so, and he looked down the box and said, "Any of you that you're going to go and join him? <laughs> the next one he plugged in worked.
1: Nice. Yeah. And so, so how many ended up on the wall at the end of the end of the box? Just the one. Just the one. Just that the one." Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is amazing. I will give you that one. That, that, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. S- I'll, same, I'll take it. <laughs> same
0: thing, right? Same thing where you have, you know, this we're going to punish the bad one in front of everyone and make an example out of him and it makes all the other ones behave. It does. Yes. Yeah, so it dispels the bad mojo, right? Of course. Yes.
1: um So, segueing into that, because I think it it, 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 the same way as punishing, I've seen this and, it's happened at our table too. I know we've all done it as well mm-hmm. on a game such as Kingsburg where you insult the dice. When they don't do what you want, you <laughs> yell at them. You insult them. You call them dirty names. You hurt their feelings because we all know that insulting someone only
0: makes them do their job better. <laughs> yeah, I say that with
1: a straight face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, quick. Say it again. We'll cut it in over the other one.
1: Uh, nope, not going to happen. Um, I know, and
0: I, I would put leave both in anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Mean, there is the whole thing.
1: Um, roll 20, you
0: dumb piece of plastic. Yeah, or the whole, it's like, I know you've been mad at me, but it's better now. Just please, please roll 20. <laughs> now that's using the sweet word. Right, you know, it's the inverse, right? It's the same yeah. thing that where you're trying to coax them into doing what you want, whether it's you know sugar or the stick.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I will say that there, so there's this one time I was playing in a um, a guild campaign, which was, um, which uh, for people who don't know, gaming groups, guild, same thing. It's however you want to say it. And I needed two twenties. I needed two criticals because we were using a wounds vitality system, right? And in a wounds vitality system, if you critical, you go straight to wounds. You don't hit the vitality. Hmm. So I was like, if I get two criticals, I can take out this epic Sephiroth-type character. Hmm. So I looked at the dice, I was like, all right, listen, we haven't always been this way. We always, do, we always don't do good together, but today, of any day, I need you to roll two 20s for me, or at least a 19. A 19 gives a critical as well. It's okay. So I, I took the one dice, rolled a 20. I was like, okay, confirmed it. And I'm like, okay, I need uh, did I did about half my normal damage. So he had probably like eight wounds left. I'm like, all right. Blown thing I'm talking to a whispering sweet nothings into its polyhedral side. And did, I, you, men, did
0: you at least buy dinner first?
1: I did not. Mm-hmm. I bought a dinner afterwards at Taco Bell. Yeah. Dinner of champions for gamers. No, just kidding. I I actually really love Taco Bell. Anyway. So rolled it, 20. I was like, oh yes come on baby (laughs) confirm confirm 19 oh oh you're beautiful oh uh, um that was the kissing of the dice and then i rolled 12 two sixes unfortunately that gm did not like the fact that i just killed a sephiroth character and it magically lived oh but that one moment sweet talking my dice (laughs) they listened and they gave me what i needed which was enough to just punch that Sephiroth, magically healing, regenerative son of a. It 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 should have been. It, it was a good. It was a good moment. A really good moment. <laughs> really good moment.
0: No, I've seen that um, type of behavior. Um, for some reason, this whole entire story you were telling, I pictured you with the hammer right next to you, <laughs> like just sitting there silently on the table.
1: It's like guild. The yeah. guild functions did not allow weapons, Brian. So there is no way.
0: Hey. I don't care. It was for the dice, not for the players. <laughs> anyway.
1: Um, uh, anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, onto the next dice myth here. Um, right. Myth. No, sir.
1: These are surefire ways to make sure you get twenties.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're the myth busters of gaming right now. Yeah.
1: We are definitely not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, neither. Uh, you, you are anyway, bald though.
0: I am bald. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Um, no so there's new game new dice Mm -hmm. Uh, i know we have a a guy in our group will who actually does this whenever he runs a game yep he buys a new set of dice and those are the only dice he'll use for that game he's running
1: it's the best way of doing it
0: sure we'll go with that
1: i i i've done that too i mean when i was younger i would buy a new set of dice each time so i have the collection i have now
0: i thought that was just buying a couple of pounds Nope, I would
1: actually buy a full like playset every time.
0: Yeah, and I, I can see the logic there, and that's and out of all of these, that's probably the best way to guarantee you have like anything resembling randomized rolls. I'm sorry, did you say that's logical, Brian? No, no, it, it actually is. It actually is. It's like when you're sitting down at a poker table, right? You ask for a new deck of cards.
1: No, no, I understand, Brian. Yeah,
0: yeah. So no, it's actually logical <laughs> to say I'm going to get a new a new set of dice that doesn't have wear and tear on it. You know, that's hopefully from a good company that doesn't send out loaded dice, right? And um, Or weighted dice or uneven dice or whatever you want to put it. Um, Because a lot of these things can be explained by that kind of, you know, the wear and tear on dice resulting in slight shifts in the weight that, you know, that means this dice that I've had for years always tends to show up on the high. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, why would
1: you get rid of that die i I have no clue why you're telling me you get rid of a die that always rolls high what's wrong with you
0: well luckily unless you're rolling spinners right you know it's uh our countdown dice rather you know you you, you, even if it has a tendency to roll high on the d20 it's not always going to roll high
1: no i know well to couple that you can also use these new dice Mm -hmm. as punishment to to punish your old dice like look these are all shiny and new oh look they're rolling 20s what's wrong with you what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Mm, you're not going to roll a 20 for me. So guess what? I had to buy a whole new set. Tisk tisk tisk.
0: You know, I think I have the same tone of voice you use with your puppy. So what? Dice? Dice are like puppies. They respond. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now this one I have seen some people get very upset about.
1: Oh, yeah. This, this is actually a hot topic with most. Games. Yeah,
0: I, I've seen this, you know, and it, a lot of people get extremely, uh, extremely invested in these are my dice. You do not touch my dice. Well,
1: it has nothing to do with these are my dice. These are the fact that I don't know where you've been, and <laughs> your and your bad mojo is gonna go is gonna rub off on my dice, and I don't want that, Brian. I don't. You you know what? You keep your bad mojo to yourself. You keep your your bad mojo to yourself. That's why I'm not touching your dice. You don't touch my
0: dice. <laughs> euphemism no never um yeah but never touch another man's dice or one man's never touch another gamer's dice never um yeah it's unless unless some you say hey can i borrow a die and somebody says here sure
1: yep yeah or if you have a communal dice for the the table for when people forget their dice
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but uh, i've actually seen that one a lot um when i have a when i have a you know I, I guess I've, I've shown it a little bit. Cause like I never let anybody else roll my soul stealers. That's yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, you know, I have the giant bag of who gives a crap dice. But uh-huh. when I had the soul stealers and, and which I had no idea what happened to them, um, made me very sad. I couldn't find them, but,
1: uh, it oh, was this black leather pouch here. Mm-hmm, what? Damn, mm-hmm,
0: oh. <laughs> we're going to talk. Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, when I had them, though, I never let anybody else roll them.
1: And oh no, I, I never let anybody roll the death dice
0: mm-hmm. ever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so this one I found a little odd because personally I don't like it when people do this to me. Mm. But having someone watch over your shoulder as you roll. Now, when you're doing verification of you know rolls for stats, all that I can understand. But I don't want people looking over my shoulder when I when I when I'm when I'm throwing my dice. I just don't, especially for especially out. for the GM. Yeah, it it weirds me <laughs> out. It, no, honestly, it weirds me out. Just straight up weirds me out. But I mean, I could see it though. Like if you have a guy who just rolled twenty, be like, "Okay, come come, come here, come here now, now watch,
0: now yeah. hey, come up, blowing blow this dice. I need I need your luck,
1: blowing it. This isn't a crap stable, Brian.
0: I need the twenty now.
1: <laughs> but I can see it. I mean, I can see it. If someone else is rolling really hot for the night, mm-hmm. yeah, be like, "Come here, come here, come here, come here." I need a twenty. I need a twenty. I can see that. I can see mm-hmm. it.
0: I'll
1: have to try next time. Like someone rolls like two twenties in a row, be like, "Come here, one!" Yeah, oh, no. you
0: son of a! <laughs> don't try that on me on Saturday. You know we're on the wrong side of the table from each will, other.
1: You know, throw down in the middle of Brian's house.
0: <clears throat> uh-huh. I don't know. Flip the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Next one. Uh, Ooh, I like this one. Okay, if it spins like a top. It's, it's a good die. If it doesn't, right. it's a bad die. It's a bad die. That's very true. Now, this is another one of those kind of like buying a new set of dice where you're, you're actually checking for the weighting of the dice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that one is, again, one of the more logical ones that makes more sense. You're, you're, if the dice is weighted evenly, you're more guaranteed that it's going to roll randomly.
1: No, Brian, no, no. If, if it spins like a top, that means it will roll high. If it doesn't spin like a top, it's going to roll low no
0: no yeah. no yeah okay we're going to, have to disagree on this one <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no i i understand the point yeah i mean if it's if it if the weight is evenly distributed it will spin
0: like a top and it will spin very well
1: mm-hmm.
0: if and not then it will actually disrupt and fall short so yeah you know if it, if it refuses to then I mean, you know it's hard sometimes to do a spin like that yeah. without accidentally having it go all over the place right. but um yeah, you know, if, if I have a die that's completely out of whack, it's probably not good to roll with. Most likely, unless it's weighted, unless it's weighted to where it always shows up as a twenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm.
1: called cheating, Tim. Uh, cheating! Making sure the party survives. Eh.
0: Cheating. Fair enough. Um, and the last one of our on our dice list here. Last one on that list. I got some more over here. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I don't want to go too too far into these. We're
1: basically saying the same more. thing. Over no, over I, again. I only got one more after this. Okay.
0: Okay. So never – basically it's talking about having dice of a certain color or avoiding a certain color.
1: Well, look. If blue, if blue is your bad luck color mm-hmm. then you don't buy blue dice, It's that's straight up how you should do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a friend like uh, talking about Brother Scott. Brother Scott likes purple dice. That is the color he buys them. And if I offered him a thing of red dice, I would hope he would say no.
0: Right. Because purple always rolls high for him. No, and that's fair. And, you know, there's a a big correlation to a lot of these going back to what you see in other sports, you know, where these are my lucky pair of socks. Yep. I always wear these socks to the game and we win. I watched them once we we lost. lost.
1: I always wear an armband on my right arm.
0: Yeah. That's just because you're trying to look cool but it fails. Yeah, well. So what's Hmm. your unlisted dice myth?
1: All right. So my buddy Patrick, we've been playing L five R for a while. His one is sleep with the dice. Like you keep the dice like near the bed or in the bed or whatever. You sleep with them twice weekly. Boom. Instant twenties. Okay. but if it works for him, I mean, I wouldn't I don't I, don't, I wouldn't want to sleep with dice because I roll around my bed too much. So I, I think I'd wake up with like, you know, the dice bag in the center of my back and my back hurting the whole day. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but they're rolling 20s. Eh, I don't really care. <laughs> One day of hurt back versus having an epic role playing session where I always come out on top.
0: Phew, works for me. I mean, mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. <laughs> I would argue that part of the fun in the role playing sessions, and sometimes what makes it epic, is the failures.
1: No, no failures, Brian. Mm. No, but I mean that, that. I mean I can see that. I mean mm-hmm. you know, I'll give that one. I mean I I, I personally carry. I am the first, second one we mentioned. I am the person who carry who actually has a bag with rose quartz in it. Okay, that's just my thing.
0: Yeah, I, I personally have never punished dice. Um, I, I will switch a die. That's like punishment.
1: Yeah, not so. That's much. putting one in timeout. Eh, and then you pick it up later and see if it
0: works. That's punishing a die, Brian uh, I'm not damaging a die or other dice for the sake of teaching <laughs> a lesson. It. No, that's
1: it. We're giving you a hammerness <laughs> on Saturday. We're you a hammer, and we're taking one of your d20s out to the out to the driveway, and you're going to punish one when it rolls a one.
0: Eh, it might save your life. Eh, maybe. anyway yeah so. so um i i think that kind of wraps up the dissection it's a lot of fun to talk about these um i do think a lot of them are probably rooted in you know completely emotional things uh, a few of these do i do have some logical basis behind them or maybe that's just my superstition masking itself as you know a little bit of sophistry here i don't know
1: you're rationalizing, Brian. You're rationalizing.
0: <laughs> like I guess sophistry, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I definitely see that if the dice isn't weighted evenly, you're going to have slanted results one way or another. It might be useful. It might not be. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it, it's
1: it's it's a very fun real to talk thing. About. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's very fun to talk about like talking to people and asking them what their dice superstitions are is always fun because you hear even it could be the same thing across the board like i don't i never i never make sure my dice ever set up on a three pip side it, like one of those you're just like why and you're like i hate the number three it's bad luck for me like okay mm-hmm. makes sense all right i mean hey dude hey if that works for you man that's all that matters that's truly all that matters
0: yeah no it's true yep
1: so next one, I, now I know you and I are going to have a couple of these. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple from running tournaments. Mm-hmm. What are your card superstitions? Well, I mean by cards, we're talking about playing things like Magic, Star Wars, Decipher, things like that. What are some of your, your, like, your superstitions where you top deck what you need or maybe you draw the perfect hand every time? And if you say trick shuffling, that is cheating, Brian, and that is wrong.
0: Well, that is the easiest way. Um,
1: (laughs) So what are some of your top deck superstitions? Let's go with that.
0: uh, You know, I I think the most common one is the one where people are sitting there like tapping the card they want to get to the top.
1: Okay. Yeah. The knock or the tap. Yeah. Yeah, You're you're
0: like – you you call it out and you're like, I need that lightning bolt. Lightning
1: bolt. (laughs) Lightning bolt. Yeah. Um, You know,
0: or whatever the card is. um, And and that goes for any card game. Yeah. are you're like, you know, you're like I- anything but this. No yeah. more land. Okay. You know. You, you talk uh, to it.
1: Yeah, yeah you talk, talk to fun. it.
0: Um, I've had some pretty epic moments where I called out for a card. I pull it up. I look at it. I just flip it over on the top of the deck and shake hands with the guy across the table from me. Okay. You know, because that, that was the card I needed and I won. Yeah. <laughs> makes know? sense. All um, right. Admittedly, those don't happen very often. The okay. Law, the law of
1: averages are against you. <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't have the heart of the cards.
0: Um, sure. Can you explain to me how this heart of cards works? Oh, go watch Yu Gi Oh! Um, but I my uh, eyes uh, have bled uh, enough this week. Uh,
1: um, on okay, all right, yeah, oh, go, go watch Yu Gi Oh! You'll understand.
0: <laughs> I haven't lost a bet yet. <laughs> um, you know, uh, let's see, there's you know, how many times you cut the style of cutting.
1: Yes, the tri-cut. My favorite is the five-cut. I am a five-cut kind of guy.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, My my favorite one is always just to take the top card off and put it underneath. Nice. You've Uh, done that
1: a couple times. I was always wondering about that. I was like, you're removing one? You're like, yep, yep. cut. Like,
0: okay. And then uh, I I cannot tell you the number of times I've done that. And then the person will pick it up their deck and look at the bottom card. And, and the curse. look, and, yeah, and, and the look they get on their face, and, and the exclamations that come out of their mouth, make it all worth it.
1: It's the curse of the single card cut.
0: Um, I've seen other people that would refuse to cut. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yep. Um, the people that practically insist on shuffling your deck kind of irritate me, piss me off a little bit. Hmm. Um. Maybe somebody out there is an actual judge for deci- uh, not decipher, but uh, wizards now. And, or Wizards or AEG or yeah. any,
1: like, spoils, any of them.
0: Yeah, and, really. and maybe they can tell us this, but when playing Magic here locally, I am told that, you know, shuffling your opponent's deck is a valid cut. When I go to Gen Con and ask that same question or somewhere else, I'm told, no, that's not a valid cut. You know, so there's it seems to be a vast uh, disparity <laughs> in what people think are valid cuts um yeah but in general just a single card off the top for me okay Mm
1: all right see for me that my top deck strategies i have seen i i do the i do the tapping of the card or the knock as i call it the knock to let the the card i need out Mm -hmm. um some of my favorites to watch uh when i was playing l5r one of the scorpion players used to keep the well sorry it wasn't scorpion it was a dragon player he used to keep togashi the original togashi the person who starts the family the original kami in a uh one of the fat the fat le, the fat plastic ones you know the really nice plastic ones
0: the ones that look like you it's a plaque almost
1: yes and he used to put that with this really nice oriental like card holder like frame mm-hmm. and whenever we started he sat there and he'd look he'd, he'd look into gosh he'd be like it's on
0: <laughs> i'm bringing the spirits uh, of the ancestors i was forward. like
1: okay um i'm a little scared right now um that that was pretty cool uh start <laughs> playing and when he loses he's like it just wasn't meant to be and that was his
0: thing that was his 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 good luck for top decking <laughs> he, he trusted uh, in the spirit of the ancestors and if it didn't work out it didn't work out not work out but that was really awesome um speaking of those kinds of card holders mm-hmm. years ago when i played magic a lot there was a guy who had a deck that was at the time one of the most expensive decks you could build it had the power nine and a bunch of dual nads and a bunch of other really rare cards and but he refused to play with any of the actual cards, hmm. even in sleeves. He had every card in the deck in a briefcase, but they were all in those like two inch um, holders. Right. And he had an entire deck of proxies. Oh, wow. And, okay.
1: I can see that. You know, it sure. was,
0: at the time it was, you know, like a five, $6,000 deck or whatever.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. But it was like he would bring this case. And he'd be like, here's my deck list, here's my proxy set, here are all the cards, and this case weighed like 60 pounds. Wow. Um, and Insane. he would just he would just set it there next to him at the table. <laughs> like, I, I think, I don't know if it was a joke or if he was serious, one time he came in with it handcuffed to his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe a little bit of both maybe i don't know call me a little call b saying um if the judges wouldn't let him play like that they he would just not play in the tournament
1: well i've I've seen a lot of people do that especially with their power nines where they just do a verification Mm -hmm. and they're allowed to proxy yeah because they're that valuable
0: yeah yeah and it makes sense for those rare few cards i guess but to do your entire deck Mm, even those islands i don't know about that oh, he, he didn't have any basic lands
1: oh uh, okay oh yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. Mm, they yeah.
0: were all they were all dual rare, lands, rare yeah. dual whatever you know yeah yeah, yeah that's I insane know. yeah I, I just think he liked showing off myself but it was kind of funny
1: <laughs> uh, i could see that i could see <laughs> that um so back on to top decks like superstitions like uh, for me um i said mine the, another one was when uh, i was playing ufs <clears throat> a person would buy a little uh, figurine of whatever fighter that was their personality and they used to set it on top of the on top of their draw pile and they would remove it to draw but then they would always set it back on top because they were channeling that inner person mm. it was it was awesome to watch because I, I always always like because somehow like every week if he tried someone else knew he was able to find a figurine for it <laughs> where
0: do you find these things he's like i got i got people okay <laughs> okay seems, seems good um I, I could see a lot of other fun ones in that vein but i've never actually seen them in person you know like i would love to have seen some people you know like cosplay as the person like the planeswalker or the hero of their deck that'd be kind of uh, funny
1: we saw that at gen con this year didn't there we? was someone um playing uh as jace mm-hmm. while they were playing their deck nice okay and uh what re, what release did i go to i think it was one of the Ravnica's where someone dressed up as not Ravnica, one of the innistra where someone dressed up as liliana nice so no i've i've, I've seen it
0: um i, I don't know I, if that's really
1: superstition but yeah no.
0: well i mean it's it, it could be if you did it if you did it consistently or you believed it gave you extra luck in the mm-hmm. tournament
1: okay fair enough
0: um I, I could see some really bad ones with highlander the old card game no, I'm putting a stop to this conversation.
1: You said a really terrible card game. No, I love that game.
0: <laughs> the Highlander card game was awesome. Terrible. It was like a sword fight in the card game. It was great. Terrible. You have no soul. <laughs> this is also very true. <sighs> uh. Anyway, but anyway. no, I, I actually really liked uh, the Highlander TCG and played in a lot of tournaments of it
1: i thought you said anyway as when we were skipping past highlander oh no i
0: wasn't letting that go yet i'm done now (laughs) okay good to know (laughs)
1: uh so my buddy aaron you remember aaron bucky
0: Mm -hmm.
1: his thing is shuffling seven times yeah that is his thing he has to shuffle seven times it guarantees proper randomization and you don't know if it's going to come out good or not but it will make sure it's random
0: yeah I mean there's a while back I found this whole blog post talking about the average randomizations can you tell me where that blog post was because I love this part I, I cannot remember I'm going to try to find it for the show notes
1: dojo of lies the scorpion clan forum was that where it was yes it was because it made me laugh it made <laughs> me laugh a scorpion player informing
0: people how to trick shuffle. <laughs> um, so he, he did have a lot in there. It's like, this is how you could, you know, these are the type of shuffles that would be more conducive. And, you know, it was a whole big analysis. And I actually just found the blog post mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, he, he does end up saying that, you know, if you want to have pure randomness, then here is the, uh, then here is the number and the type of shuffles you should do. Um, unfortunately, it requires like you know something like ten pile shuffles. Oh wow! Um, hey, it yeah, gives
1: you completely random a random hand. Hey, I'll take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the best balance of it all though is um, I think four slide shuffles and then a pile shuffle, or maybe it's the other way around, something like that. I, I don't know. I have to go back and reread it. But he had these great he has these great graphs in there, and it's a lot of fun. It, it talks more about the the mathematical science of um shuffling. of shuffling and the different types of shuffles and how they have a tendency to um, to clump or redistribute things like um doing uh, doing riffle shuffles are actually not very randomizing.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, okay. Yeah, you actually don't get a good distribution doing that. Um. But doing a doing a slide doing slide shuffles where you vary the number of cards you pick up at any given time and the direction in which you're placing them down Mm -hmm. is much more random than a than a regular riffle shuffle interesting
1: i will have to go back and reread this i remember reading it when you first linked it so i'm gonna have to go back because it's it always intrigued me the first time i read it it's always intrigued me since is the the (laughs) where it came from (laughs) statistics oh no no that's just funny It's just how like statistics and Mm -hmm. about how you can actually randomize. It's it's a really interesting read reader. I mean, listeners, Mm -hmm. listeners and readers, please go, you know,
0: yeah. (laughs) And and there is so much as over shuffling a deck. You can shuffle it to the point where you are increasing the odds of it going back to, uh, to its original position. Yep. So, um, great read. It'll be in the show notes. Um, very, very worthwhile. Um, if you are anyway caring about that um i think just a standard um you know seven shuffles um if you're doing a riffle shuffle is about as good as that one gets
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, after seven you actually start unrandomizing the deck
1: interesting bucky take notes
0: yeah so uh yeah no it it is pretty interesting
1: so the last three, we're just going to clump into because honestly, what I feel these next three are just miscellaneous things I've ever heard. And so one of them is, and I've seen this, I actually have, the eating only certain types of cuisines results in either a good play session or, you know, good luck at a tournament or what have you, is whenever I would travel to Orlando to play games, somewhere in our game group, we always had to eat at a certain Chinese restaurant. Because if we didn't, we were going to have a bad time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the one time we didn't and we were just running late and so we stopped at Subway, we got a speeding ticket on the way home. And that, just, and that just proved that because <laughs> we didn't eat Chinese food, we were going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. And we all And we also all scrubbed out like none of us placed top 16. So again, didn't have the Chinese food. We all failed. And he had to remind us the whole way home.
0: After how how he, considerate after, he, of after him. he
1: after he got the parking ticket?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how considerate of him.
1: But no, I've seen that. I've, I've I've heard of that. Like on RPG day on RPG days, we only eat pizza or we only go to X place because we know we've only had good times at that location. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a creature of habit thing, ordeal, or maybe it's not. But I have seen that superstition.
0: Yeah, and well, I have to ask myself, you know. um I, I think that probably just sources back to human nature's tendency to notice the bad things. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of up. You know, you may, may, especially if you're the guy who really loves that kind of food, right? right. Then you're gonna you're gonna correlate it to um, the a bad event in the game or a bad event in life. Mm-hmm. Even if there, even if those same events would have happened regardless of whether you went there, or they have happened on days where you did do what you were trying to do. Right. You're like I, I, you're saying, for example, I love Chinese food and I want to eat Chinese food every Saturday we play. OK. And uh, I'm really bummed out because I got outvoted and we didn't have Chinese food or <laughs> something like that. Right. Right. And then I roll like crap and I'm in a bad mood and I didn't have my Chinese food. and mm-hmm.
1: So, because you didn't eat Chinese food, we're all having a bad time. It makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. basically what I just said. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just,
0: <laughs> I'm just, basi- <laughs> no, I'm just taking it back to. I think it's just uh, an illustration of human nature's likely likelihood of selective memory. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, because I, I really think that if we were to go back and examine your performance on the days that you did have Chinese food, they would be statistically like no, no actual variance. Um, oh, over sad. over over the trend, uh, it would not be an anomaly.
1: Uh, sadly, we will never know.
0: Well, we're starting a study, Tim. <laughs> no,
1: no, we're not. Every time we go to do something, we will always eat X food. Yes, regardless of what we're doing,
0: we're yep. always going to eat X food. So right. we, we need to pick one meal, and that's it. Sushi done. Mm, I was thinking steak. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, how about how about cuisine? I'm going to say Japanese food.
0: Mm, no no i can't do japanese Damn, everything has soy sauce in it
1: so no it doesn't you don't have to have soy sauce in it
0: no everything is cooked with soy in it
1: yeah anyway anyway so the last the last one i have
0: okay you have the last one
1: this is the last one for me is never play on certain days now this is like never it's just like it's a full moon now everybody's gonna go crazy same kind of thing never play on full moons never Never play on halloween Never play on solstices, never play on Halloween. Never record um, a podcast on Halloween. Oh, no, we're fine. Um, okay, good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. uh Let's see. What was the one I had a friend do? Oh, it was you never played on Friday the 13th. Even though everybody wanted to do like a creepy zombie thing, never play on Friday the 13th because someone's going to get hurt during the game. That never <laughs> came true, but still.
0: Because I never played yeah. on
1: Friday the 13th. So we never knew.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah. So these are some of the myths. And superstitions that we have either experienced, perpetrated, (laughs) or been informed about by our friends, families, loved ones, and random people on the internet.
1: Yes, random people on the internet.
0: Random people on the internet. I took
1: a poll outside. Excuse me. What?
0: You took a poll outside of Starbucks? Yes. Yeah, that would actually be kind of fun to do, would not it? Sit out there with a microphone outside of a Starbucks one time and say, hey, do you play anything with dice? (laughs) <laughs> would you would you care to tell us what you think about them? That'd be awesome. But <laughs> no, we're not going
1: to do that anyway.
0: <laughs> we could get away with it at, at gym Con. We could sit we there at a the table and say, "Hey, tell us your dice horror stories." No, I would totally do that. That Ooh. that actually sounds like it might be a lot of fun doing it at something uh, like GenCon.
1: Think we got a show idea brewing. <laughs> <laughs> no um epic turn at gen con come find us at your local starbucks we'll be asking you random questions
0: <laughs> questions anyway um, sorry go yeah. ahead Brett. um mm-hmm. but i would invite our listeners to much like we asked for people to tell us things about the hobby games and the or the big group games that they play right mm-hmm. i would invite our listeners to send us stories their horror stories their victory stories their, you know, the, the, the random myths or superstitions they've seen in their, in their gaming groups. And, uh, you know, we would be happy to again, share some of those on the, on the air. I think
1: I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I uh, love, I love gaming superstitions. I love them. Honestly, I think they're, I think they're the most interesting stories people tell, except their uh, besides their war stories.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, and I, I really do think we need to, We need to get some more, you know, user and not user listener interaction in the show. And I would love this to be a way for them to do it.
1: So please bring us your stories.
0: Yes. Tell us how tell us how wrong we are in our excusing these things as being pure superstition. (laughs) Tell us about that time that, you know, you rolled that that perfect game because you you slept with your dice for two days.
1: Hey, it works for Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) so before before i close out the show yes i'm going to give a hint about our next guest
0: okay are you ready Brian? no
1: okay you let me know when you're ready
0: sweet i can just stall out the show for another like 20 minutes (laughs)
1: let's not do. okay no
0: (laughs) go ahead i'm ready tim i'm holding on to the ball i'm sitting on
1: a d6 that's all you get right now is a d6 that's all you get is a D six,
0: and now the video of roll a D six with the parody the of everybody's of, head. <laughs> yeah, uh, the parody of fly like a fly like a uh, G right? six, six, yep. yeah, yeah. So I, I'm G- gonna put that in the show notes. Uh, great, great uh, video.
1: <laughs> it's a fantastic video. Well, with that said, guys, D six. Yeah. If you can guess who our special guest? Oh uh, no, never mind. I can't throw that because I have told some people. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. If you can hit us back on Twitter or Facebook, yeah, our, might send, our, you something our send cool. us a feed,
0: send us a feedback email. Yeah.
1: And we, and if, if you guess it,
0: we'll give we you a call.
1: Might, we'll give you a call. and We might even send you something.
0: I have no idea what we'd send them.
1: Uh, I already got an idea in my head Okay, because of the special guest, which oh, okay. is a, the, again, the clue is a D six, a D
0: six. Fair enough. Fair yep. enough. Um, Oh, and I, I also want to take a second to okay. uh, kind of talk a little bit about the show. And Already um, again? Yeah. Well, I, I just want to ask our listeners to please okay. go on to iTunes mm-hmm. and to please uh, rate the show. Uh, it mm-hmm. really helps new listeners find us. Um, you know, and it, it gives us, you know, more feedback and a, and a good idea of how we're doing agreed uh so far you know we've we've gotten a decent amount so far for a podcast of our age and i really feel like you know uh i'm extremely honored and and flabbergasted that we have a you know four and a half star rating
1: i gotta uh, agree with you on that it, it blows my mind every time i open up itunes
0: yeah <laughs> so, <see> um, it. <laughs> yeah i, I really want to say thank you to everybody because it it means the world uh to us uh that, like. that y'all guys have uh put that much uh you know, put that much behind it. So, but, um, I, I would encourage all of our listeners, you know, to, to go out there and see if we can get, get a few more ratings on there and it would help, you know, more people, uh, find the show and, you know, I, hopefully you guys like it enough where that's worthwhile to you
1: we can we can only hope basically <laughs> listeners what we're trying to say is listeners you are our only hope
0: <laughs> help us Obi wan kenobi help us
1: epic pod you're only hope <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys thanks for joining us on another episode of epic turn you can find our show notes at epic turn.com for slash episodes for slash uh 16 is this 16 it is 16 brian wow I know. Soon, soon we'll be celebrating 25. Anyway, so anyway guys, soon can, we're
0: going to be able to buy liquor.
1: Yay! Way, way. Anyway, <laughs> so you can always follow us on Twitter <laughs> at EpicTurn. Brian can be found at Kelton. I can be found at Telshin. And as always, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. We always love seeing those ratings and dropping us feedback on our site at EpicTurn.com slash feedback. Mm-hmm. Until next time, guys, have some Epic Turns. Bye-bye all my right near near
0: now epic turn is a podcast about the hobby gaming industry <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not <laughs> named board games or the thing where you play with dice and the plastic pieces.
0: Yeah, you know we talk about we talk about these things we lack, like. do we? And, and how it's changing. <laughs> okay, now on a serious note, <laughs> <laughs> need more sleep for this.
1: Hobby gaming you like? Yes.
0: Mm. 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 All right.
1: let it roll buddy let it roll
0: gotta stop laughing first so that was another episode of epic turn